Sermon 46, Commentary on the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 39-46 through 46 by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 46, 8, 49 through 56 And while he is speaking, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying, Thy daughter is dead, trouble no more the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered and said, Fear not, believe only, and she shall live. And when he came unto the house, he suffered no one to go in with him, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, for the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth and they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he made them all go out, and took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and he commanded to give her somewhat to eat, and her parents were astonished, and he commanded them to tell no one what was done. O come, all ye who love the glory of the Saviour, and thereby weave crowns for your heads. Come once again, that we may rejoice in him, and as we extol him with endless praises, let us say in the words of the prophet Isaiah, O Lord my God, I will praise thee, and I will laud thy name, for thou hast wrought wonderful works, even a counsel true from the beginning. What, then, is the counsel and purpose of God the Father, which was from the beginning, and was true? Plainly that respecting us. For Christ foreknew, even before the foundations of the world, his mystery. But it was in the last ages of the world that he arose for the inhabitants of earth, that having borne the sin of the world, he might abolish both it and death, which is its consequence and was brought upon us by its means. For so he himself plainly said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth on me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into judgment, but hath passed from death unto life. And this then we shall see fulfilled in actual facts. For the ruler of the synagogue of the Jews drew near, and embracing the Saviour's knees, besought him to deliver his daughter from the bonds of death. For, lo, already she had been brought down unto this, and was in extreme danger. And the Saviour consented, and set out with him, and was even hastening onward to the house of him who asked the favour, as well knowing that what was being done would profit many of those who followed him, and would also be for his own glory. And thus on the way the woman was saved, who was a victim of a severe and incurable malady, for she had an issue of blood which no one could stanch, and which set at naught the art of physicians. But no sooner had she touched the hem in faith than she was forthwith healed, and a miracle thus glorious and manifest was, so to speak, the work merely of Christ's journey. 
and afterwards there met them from the ruler of the synagogue's house a messenger saying thy daughter is dead trouble not the teacher what then was christ's answer seeing that he possesses universal sovereignty that he is lord of life and death and by the all-powerful determination of his will accomplishes whatsoever he desires he saw the man oppressed with the weight of sorrow swooning and stupefied and all but despairing of the possibility of his daughter being rescued from death for misfortunes are able to disturb even an apparently well-constituted mind and to estrange it from its settled convictions to aid him therefore he gives him a kind and saving word fit to sustain him in his fainting state and work in him an unwavering faith saying fear not only believe and she shall live and having now come to the house of his supplicant he quiets their lamentations silences the musicians and stops the tears of the weepers saying the damsel is not dead but rather sleepeth and they it says laughed at him observe here i pray the great skill of the management for though he well knew that the damsel was dead he said she is not dead but rather sleepeth for what reason that by their laughing at him they might give a clear and manifest acknowledgment that the damsel was dead for probably there would be some of that class who always resist his glory who would reject the divine miracle and say that the damsel was not yet dead and that in being delivered from sickness there was nothing done by christ very extraordinary to have therefore the acknowledgment of many that the damsel was dead he said that she was rather sleeping and let no man affirm that christ spake untruly for to him as being life by nature there is nothing dead and this is the reason why we having a firm hope of the resurrection of the dead call them those that sleep for in christ they will arise and as the blessed paul says they live to him in that they are about to live but observe this also for as if to teach us to avoid vainglory though certainly no such admirable deeds can be wrought by us when he came to the house in which the damsel was lying dead he took in with him but three of the holy apostles and the father and the mother of the damsel and the manner in which he wrought the miracle was worthy of god for having taken her it says by the hand he said damsel arise and she arose immediately oh the power of a word and the might of commands that nothing can resist oh the life-producing touch of the hand that abolishes death and corruption these are the fruits of faith for the sake of which the law also was given to those of old time by the hand of moses but perhaps some one may say to this but lo 
any one can see that the ceremonial ordained by the law is unlike and at variance with faith in christ for the law commands us to make use of bloody sacrifices but faith rejects everything of the kind and has brought in for mankind a worship to be offered in spirit and in truth for even christ is somewhere found thus speaking by the harp of the psalmist to god the father in heaven sacrifices and offerings thou didst not desire whole burnt offerings and for sins thou hadst no pleasure in but a body hast thou framed for me then i said lo i come for in the chapter of the books it is written of me i delight to do thy will o god offerings therefore by blood are unavailing but the sweet savour of spiritual worship is very acceptable to god and this no man can present unto him unless first he possesses that faith which is by christ and the blessed paul bears witness to this where he writes without faith no man can ever do that which is well-pleasing it is necessary therefore for us to explain in what sense we say that the law was given because of faith the blessed abraham then was justified by obedience and faith for it is written that abraham believed god and he was called the friend of god and faith was counted to him for righteousness and god promised him both that he should be the father of many nations and that all nations should be blessed in him that is to say by the imitation of his faith one can see therefore that the grace that is by faith is prior to the ceremonial enjoined by the law in that abraham attained unto it while still uncircumcised and afterwards in process of time the law entered by the hand of moses did it then thrust away the justification that is by faith that i mean which god promised to those who followed the steps of the faith of our father abraham which he had while still uncircumcised but how can this be true the blessed paul therefore writes this i say then that the covenant which was confirmed of old by god the law which was four hundred and thirty years afterwards does not disannul so as to make the promise given to the fathers of no effect and again is the law then against the promises of god it may not be and the same divine paul further teaches us the reasons for which the law at length entered by the ministration of angels and the manner in which it confirms the faith in christ by having been brought in before the time of the incarnation of the only begotten saying at one time that the law entered that sin might abound and at another again that the scripture hath included all things under sin and again the law therefore was added because of transgressions do you wish to learn how the scripture included all things under sin if so i will explain it to the best of my ability the heathen then as those who were without god and destitute of hope 
were in this world as men imprisoned in the pitfalls of baseness and entangled without hope of escape in the cords of sin on the other hand the israelites possessed indeed the law as a schoolmaster but no man could be justified by its moans for there is no profit to them that are in their sins in an offering by blood and to this paul again bears witness saying for the blood of bulls and of goats cannot take away sins the law is the proof of the infirmity of all men and therefore the blessed paul calls it the ministry of condemnation sin abounded by its means and that not as though it made any man sin but rather because it declared the condemnation of him who was subject to offences it was enacted therefore because of transgressions that as now no man was able to attain to a blameless life the bringing in of the justification that is by christ might be altogether necessary for there was no other way by which the inhabitants of earth could escape from the tyranny of sin the law then entered first for the sake of faith to declare the guilt of those who were liable to infirmities and prove them to be sinners it sent men therefore so to speak to the cleansing that is in christ by faith and for this reason the blessed paul again wrote therefore the law was our schoolmaster unto christ but now that faith has come we are no longer under a schoolmaster for we are all sons of god by faith in christ jesus faith then in every way is the cause of life as that which slays sin the mother and nurse of death excellently therefore said christ to the ruler of the synagogue of the jews when his daughter was dead fear not only believe and she shall live for as i said christ makes those live who approach him by faith in that he is life for in him we live and move and are and he will raise the dead suddenly in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump as it is written and having this hope in him we shall both attain to the city that is above and reign as kings with him by whom and with whom to god the father be praise and dominion with the holy ghost for ever and ever amen end of sermon forty six End of Commentary in the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 39-46 through 46, by Cyril of Alexandria Translated by R. Payne Smith